thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. Sauce Lounge trademark. Yes. <laughs> it didn't sound very real, but uh, yeah. Anyways, hi, hi, everybody. Hello. We are back. Yes, we are. You uh, you must be Brad. I am. You're Andrew. That, that's true. And, and uh, yeah. And we are the Brewview Podcast. The podcast critics are saying could be joined by a guest at any moment. That's right. We are spanning the country from coast to coast, mm-hmm. from um, top to bottom, east to west. Uh, the Midwest is not really uh, representative tonight, but mm-hmm. kind of in heart. You got from your Stanley, there. Yeah. Your Chicago Blackhawks, sure Stanley Cup champ- champions, champions. Uh, banner in the back. I so. can't see it because it's in front of me, but I have my municipal flag of Chicago hanging up. Nice. And uh, I've got um, I got a shelf here by me. I can't tell what you can see. On, I can just on see your uh, the street behind uh, you, or the the street uh, uh, yes. picture. Yes, Royal that's, Street. That's Royal Street. Um, yes. Beautiful, beautiful street. But I have uh, my proudly display my Chicago brewery growlers. I got one from uh, Dry Hop Goose Island and Half Acre. Cool. Up on the shelf there. So. Still rapping, always rapping. 
I got a um, – oh, you can't see. I, I turned off my video, but uh, I'll turn it back on for you to see. Nice. My wife got me, I think this last year for my birthday or the year before, uh, personalized B-S. growler. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I couldn't win on the 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 uh, initial front. It's either BJS mm-hmm. or or BS. So it's either BJs or bullshits. It is. Yeah. My mom. Oh, my for mom, two. <laughs> yes. Well, my 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 grandmother didn't allow my mother to name my brother middle his middle name Scott. Oh, she because for, she forbade it. Yes, because his initials would be ass. Hey, ass man. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, what you drinking? Oh, man. What you well, I'm back at it. Uh, Nola, this Saturday, released another limited uh, or small batch um, hoppy beer. Are they, uh, are, is this like, how long is this running for? Um, so it's. There's been a lot of gaps. I just have been kind of stockpiling them until recently because they're they're so good that I want to have them on the show. But I also can fully understand that it's getting it's been repetitive. Well, um, no, I mean that's you're in a new place. You found a great brewery, and they're doing new stuff, and it's yeah. all happy and hot, hazy and happy a. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, fully loaded. This hotback Cadillac. <laughs> uh, it's an Imperial IPA um, made with El Dorado and Meridian hops. Uh, comes in at a whopping 8.3 ABV. Um, and it is really good. Um, this is another one where it's like, okay, they're not putting out the same beer over and over again. There's some distinction here. This has a nice, like, mellow, like, uh, like almost like melon flavor to it. Okay. Yeah, like there's there's something in there that's got that like refreshing but like subtle sweetness. Um, and then it is citrusy. It's nice and hazy. I mean, you pour it in a glass, you can probably trick someone into thinking it's orange juice. Um, <laughs> hey, t- hey, I just it- got my five years for Bridey Chuck. Yeah. Oh, congratulations, having orange juice. Ha <laughs> Gotcha. Uh, friends <laughs> yeah um i don't know if you could fool anyone with yeah can't fool the anybody smell. with the smell no no <clears throat> um but it is uh it's excellent i gave it a four two five um it's uh you know it's in the danger zone um because it does not like it drinks like just a regular ipa in the like five to six range Right. Yeah. Um, and it's refreshing as hell for for something with, with that kind of ABV. So That's cool. Um, but yeah, you're right on the – I mean, there's only 109 ratings of that so far. And right now the average is 4.21. Nice. So that's, a, that's the sign of a pretty good beer. That's mm-hmm. cool. Um, that's a neat thing you got going on there where they're just kind of putting stuff out. Yeah. Consistently. Yeah, and it's um, I it's I wouldn't be surprised, and I think one of the reasons that I'm so eager to make sure that I try them is I I don't think um, 
excuse me, I don't think uh, it's coming back. So I yeah. think like all these small batch ones, they are just kind of one and done. See, well, maybe, hopefully they wins. find like a real good, um, you know, they, I mean, this is probably them trying to find another beer to put on tap, you know, where they find something that really hits. And Yeah. I mean, this one, so I was talking or, to... Okay, sorry. One of the bartenders yesterday, like they've all been um, as... They've all been hits as far as sales. Like, this is the first one that has not, like, sold out instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the uh, bartenders I was talking to yesterday, she was like, yeah, you know, it, it just um, because Saturday it was downpouring um, in the early morning. So I think a lot of at least that discouraged enough of those people because they opened at 11. And the last time they had a release, I went there at, like, um, 1102 and people were walking out with cases of the beer so okay i think the weather kept some people away is what i'm getting at yeah 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 but cool yeah i'm enjoying it and uh it's it's been uh consistently good like above i I think i've given them all at least fours so yeah that's that's a good run been loving it yeah absolutely very good um yeah, well, I'm um, on my stout run right here, which has nice. uh, been away from the IPAs for a little bit. I'm having a uh, uh, Stay Tuned from uh, Free Will Brewing Company. It's an yeah. Imperial Double Stout. Um, this thing is just, I mean, it almost looks like, um, it's not real cloudy, mm-hmm. uh, but it lo- almost looks like, uh, like a, uh, a root beer, like when you pour it. Which nice. is kind of cool. It's it's got that cool tint to it, like almost like blackish brown, like almost a brackish color water, you know, like uh, uh, like a pine forest, uh, a swamp and a pine forest, that kind of color to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's got <clears throat> it's real it's real a lot of flavor on the front end. Um, you can really you pick up a lot of the. Um, Get some of the malts and stuff in the front end, and then you get that uh, like kind of uh, coffee, like that roasted coffee taste towards the back of it. You know, when you when it goes down, it's it's a it's a pretty smooth beer. It's not it's not my, one of any of my it's not one of my favorite stouts. I gave it three seven five. Um, it, it's a ten point one percent ABV. So, uh, and you can kind of taste the alcohol a little bit in it. Um, um, it's, uh, globally it's coming in at, uh, 3.89. So I'm right there yeah. with, with the rest of everybody. Um, just another face in the crowd. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a good, it's, it's good. Um, it's just a little, it's a little heavy. It's, uh, just a little bit too much of that alcohol taste to it. But I guess when you get an Imperial, like a double Imperial, you know, anything that's 10 and above, you're going to have that kind of, yeah. Any of those barley wines and stuff like that, you're going to get some of that taste to it. So, um, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, sound. I mean, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. Uh, three, three, seven, five, three point eight overall with the with the people. Yeah, um, with the people. Solid stout. About that stout, I don't think I've ever had a double stout. Yeah. Um. I. I. I'm, I probably have before. I just. I mean. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. It's probably in a sampling. I don't think I've ever gone out of my way to get 
Yeah, I don't think I've ever purchased a double stout. This would be a hard one to have on tap at like your local, you know, you know, twelve to fifteen tap, you know, restaurant or you know pub or whatever. Yeah, it, I don't think it would sell really good, but, uh, but yeah, um, we have a um, a place. Well, I've told you about it. We have that golf course is close to. We always go to there. They have a restaurant, mm-hmm. and they, I mean, just for having it, kind of just a. Out of, the, out of the nowhere kind of place. It's not real high end. They have a like a 10-tap system that just, you know, they have Miller Lite in like, and that's about it for the, and maybe a yingling lager. But other than that, the rest of the taps are all uh, craft beer. Nice. And it's just, it's a good place to go. And they, they rotate it pretty heavy. So, um, yeah, it's a good place to go to find new stuff. Oh, yes. Mm. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, anything else new on the beer front? Um, not, not entirely. Uh, learning to, learning to give, um, tours of the brewery. Uh, so I'll be starting that up soon here. And so that's pretty sweet. You're getting, um, all your nomenclature together, like you have all your your the processes. <laughs> yes, the preferred nomenclature. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that movie, by the way, turns twenty this year. Oh my god, yeah. that's crazy! Wow. So yeah, you're getting old, dude. <laughs> dude, I uh, got the venue for my cycle. Uh, yeah, so I guess they're doing a very, like, (laughs) they're doing some, like, Fathom events. Have you ever been to one of those? Like, I always see them advertised at movie theaters. I do not know what you mean. Is that the picture you sent me, the, uh, the Indiana Jones one? You sent Uh, me... No, no, that's, uh, that's at, um, Port Orleans, where I work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, Fathom events is, like, uh... It's like specialty releases all like across the country, like always around Christmas time. The like certain theaters will show like a ballet performance of the Nutcracker, like a satellite feed or something like that. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it's what it is, but I have seen that there's some uh, some are going to be showing uh, the Big Lebowski. So, okay, cool. Uh, You know what? That was probably the thing I went to with my wife. For my birthday was uh, uh Jaws. Yeah, the yeah. re-release of Jaws in the theater, which yeah. is so goddamn awesome. Yeah. Um, the shooting star when they're all kind of singing on the on the boat. Yeah. Is yeah. <laughs> Sweet. I love that movie so much. Yeah, oh, it's one of the best. Without love it. Without a doubt in my mind, for my taste anyway. Um, yeah, but I also have a feeling that um, and uh, OT brought this up. Probably one of. Big Lebowski will probably be shown a couple nights at the small theater by us, small uh, independent theater. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna that'd get, be cool. Gonna have to catch it. So very um, good. That is to say, no, not a whole lot on the beer front. Okay. <laughs> well, you got your hands full by t- opening, uh, showing it to the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 magic and the the grandeur of 
beer making. Yeah, it is crazy that it starts with, you know, some grain and a ton of water. Mm-hmm. A couple hops. Yeast. Like, and, and just like the, the four basic components, how much variation you've been able, like, brewers have been able to pull out of that is oh, yeah. insane. Yeah, it, it's just um, that 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 app that I haven't gone through and done any of the got any of the beers off of that Tavor mm-hmm. thing. Um, they give me updates pretty much like three or four times a day. I get updates on new kinds of beer that just sound crazy and amazing. And it's just uh, the diversity of beer, you know, just from, you know, you go from the Miller Lite to like a double imperial stout. It's like two different two different kinds of drinks, you know. Yeah. They should even be considered the same yeah, thing. They're, yeah, they're both beer. Um, yeah. That's, well, uh, uh, anecdotally, um, we do get people that come into the brewery that want, uh, they're always very apologetic about it. And, uh, but they're, oh, yeah. they're like, yeah, you know, I, I hate to say it, but like, I like Coors Light or I like Budweiser. What do you have? That's like a Budweiser. Right. And, uh, I was, I was trying to uh, tell them, Hey, Hey, come here. It's okay. It's all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I tell them there's nothing wrong with that. Cause I'll, I'll never forget the time I was, uh wearing my high life hat and the guy was like oh cool hat are you wearing it ironically no (laughs) it's the champagne of beers so you Mm -hmm. shut your filthy mouth (laughs) that guy was like beer autistic though like he not very good at talking to people but holy shit he he understood beer like beer was (laughs) beer was his language whoa yeah that was me i apologize i guess no worries no uh why don't we take a tiny little break yes yeah through the magic see what happens yeah let's check it out all right um real quick uh to you at home it'll feel like no time at all all right um as oh as all right that was oh. cute to come back oh, yeah okay <laughs> well, well, we're here we're back we're, uh yes and uh would you believe it we have a guest with us that's right. Every all this Yes, he's like Santa Claus. Shows up. Watches gives... us when we sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I keep track of you guys all year and then mm-hmm. show up once. Yeah. Once in a while just to mess it, mess things up. He listens to us when we're drunk. Yeah. No no <laughs> no uh no small feet sometimes. Yeah. At least on on my end there's definitely Oh, yeah. I'm the I'm the rambling man. Sometimes oh. the sentences get a little run on, but yeah. you know it's all right. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, it distinguishes yeah. us from all the other podcasts. I'm not big on punctuation sometimes, <sighs> so I'm not good with clues. <laughs> uh, so, Devin, Master Zed, however you want to call him, he's back, and it's good to have him. Yes. Uh, um, I, what I'm you- glad to be back. What have you been doing since we last talked to you? Oh, it's a year ago. So I think I had just moved into my new house last year. Um, so last year's been crazy. I got married yeah. in May. I think you guys have. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. 
That's what happens when you get married. I know. I think Ooh. he was just about to sing our praises. Oh. <laughs> my uh, said my internet connection dropped, but it didn't. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been traveling a lot for work, for pleasure. So, um, hit seven countries on four different trips this year. Nice. Trying beer from around the world. Um, cool. So, yeah, and just glad to be uh, able to sit down and chat with you guys tonight. Good. Yeah, we're, we're glad to have you. We appreciate you yeah. making time for us. Hey, uh, real quick, we didn't. I don't know how much we talked to you about what your um, your favorite movie was from like last year. Did you have a like one that stuck out for you? Oh, I don't even know. I'm. I can't tell the difference between last year, this year, two years ago. So what you're saying is you're busy. I get it. Mm-hmm. I. I just no, don't just have much free time. <laughs> <laughs> I do watch a lot of movies, but um, yeah, it's hard to nail down just one. I got you. Well, we had you watch a couple movies this week, so we mm-hmm. could mm-hmm. Uh, for assignments. Uh, not, not my favorite movie of the year. No, no. Okay. Well, why don't, uh, why don't we? Do you guys want to? You want to start out with uh, Hoodwinked? Sure. All right, let's, let's do go, it. Let's go there. Uh, Hoodwinked is uh, tale as old as time, a song as old as rhyme. Um, there actually are like one or two kind of like small, uh, musical numbers. Um, but we won't hold that against it. Uh, from 2005, uh, it is co-directed by Corey Edwards and Todd Edwards. Um, and it stars, uh, Anne Hathaway, Glenn Close, Patrick Warburton, uh, Exhibit, Mr. X to the Z. And, uh... It's it said uh, Chaz Palminteri was in there, but I I don't remember like it didn't stick out to me, and I know what character he was, but it just didn't sound like him. But when I saw that when I was looking ahead, I was like, ooh, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, and Andy Dick, in uh, <laughs> you know, a, a a children's movie, sure, mm. okay, <laughs> we're doing this, all right, um. But yeah, so it's the the story of Little Red Riding Hood, the wolf, the woodsman, and Granny, um, all uh, telling the police their version of events that led up to their encounter. All uh, right. Um, just want to open up the floor for discussion now. Any thoughts, guys? I almost unfriended you guys. Oh, no. I, with this movie. Yeah. Okay. It was it was terrible, is my opinion. Um, the animation didn't look finished. It was, it looked like a free app, it, like game. Yeah, it, level animation. I mean, I understand it's it's a PG movie, but it it looked like like cheap children's like PBS programming. And yeah. I understand it was two thousand five, but at the same time, you know. And I know Pixar has a lot more money, but it just, I don't know. It feels like the early days of animation when we're a decade into, like, high-quality CGI animation. Um, I understand, like, Brad, I know that you use this as an, or, um, I'm sorry, your wife uses this as an example of uh, storytelling. 
mm-hmm. of like how to tell a story. Um, and, and I appreciate like the perspectives building upon each other. And like, as each person tells their story, all the characters start to weave more and more into it. Um, but I don't know. I, I just didn't, I didn't hate it. I just didn't like it. Okay. Uh, well, that uh, yeah, that's disappointing. I mean, I I, can, I understand where you're coming from. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think, and not not defending this animation, but I think that like pretty much all, unless it's, I mean, all the all the animation, especially with Pixar, they never copy like the previous any previous animation. Like it's always a different like look to the face pieces or the animation animation style like it's always a little bit different and like i think they were probably going for something here as well for you guys didn't hit um obviously uh but like you know what i mean like because like toy story looks different from right from wally looks different from uh you know up it looks different from uh monsters inc i mean monsters inc you know uh or you know just all those different animation styles aesthetic choices yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I was trying to figure out who made this movie, and apparently it was, and um, this is why I I think that it's more of a shortcoming than a stylistic choice. Is it was, um, the trivia I found on IMDb was it was independently animated in the Philippines, um. So. What what that really means, I don't know. I just I know that um, I I don't think it was so much um, like we're going for this because it it really feels like uh, I think I used this phrase recently too on on another episode, but it really just it kind of feels more like proof of concept than uh, like it feels unfinished. Okay. Um, but obviously, if it's done independently in the Philippines, what uh, what I take that to mean is. Um, it was done by a very small team, um, very, uh, basic maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah. but you know, for, to their credit, I couldn't do it. So I visited the Philippines in March and knowing that I, I, I forgive it a little bit because, <laughs> uh, most, most of the people were living in like, you know, corrugated metal houses and, um, dirt floors and stuff. So if they, that's pretty good animation for, mm-hmm. for the Philippines. Yeah. Touche. Um, yeah. yeah. So it, for me, it wasn't just, just the animation. Um, no, no, it wasn't the just animation. That. It was like, I guess, yeah, I didn't have anything wrong with the story. Like I thought that was kind of cool. Um, cause you see one side of it, you see the other side, you see the flip side and, mm. I can kind of appreciate that. Um, but it's just like the singing just wasn't good. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> get a voice actor, to, you know, someone that can actually sing to, to do the singing parts or something. Um, and I did like the goat. Um, yeah. That was another thing I, I found out is the goat was probably one of my favorite parts. It was um, bound for the uh, cutting room floor. Until like a so, test screening, it it like tested really well. So, thought that was like one of the that and the uh, 
when the wolf pretends to be a building inspector um just because being in that industry it's kind of <laughs> kind of hit home of like no oh, yeah you're thinking have you thought about a laser like, <laughs> you're a super villain <laughs> well patrick warburton's the best oh, when yeah, it absolutely. comes to that oh yeah uh yeah but uh well i'm sorry you guys didn't like it um i'd like i I gave it a nine. I like it a lot. I watch this a bunch of times, especially with my son and even just with me and my wife. So uh, it's a nice romantic comedy. You guys missed out. I get it. You Happy guys are fun both time married. afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I hit it with the fiver because uh, yeah. uh, I didn't enjoy Oof. it. Um, thought it was uh, it wasn't horrible, but it was not good. Gotcha. In my opinion, all, right. all I can really, well, the only thing I'm an expert in is my opinion. Well, you guys don't have kids, so you won't understand. Oh, right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, if, if anyone disagrees with you, just just go straight to gatekeeping. That's that's the way to go. <laughs> that's right. Keep and then uh, if they if they do have kids, you make sure like, oh, they're you haven't had. The, you know your kids are older so you've forgotten or they're not your kids aren't old enough so yeah, you, just just just, just you wait yeah. <laughs> exactly that's that's the argument oh yeah you're in for it yeah. but uh all right well um that didn't go over so good so uh <laughs> there was another movie uh slow west mm-hmm. from, from 2015 streaming on uh netflix right now it is starring what's his name? Cody Schmidt McPhee. McPhee, yes. Uh, Kieran Pistorius, uh, uh, Michael Fassbender, and uh, I mean, when you see Ben Mendelsohn, I, I, I was pissed whenever I saw his name come up in the opening credits because I know he's going to be the bad guy. Yeah. Like I, you're just waiting for him to be the bad guy. Like he hasn't been a good guy. I I think the last movie I saw him be a not even a good guy, but just not he was wasn't the bad guy. Uh, was uh, Mississippi Grind, which he was kind of like the lovable loser, um, and not even that lovable at points. But uh, but yeah, he's always the bad guy. So it was like, oh well, there you go. All right, here we uh, have it. <laughs> so, anyways, this is a story of a boy who finds love in was it Scotland. Yes. yes, it was Scotland, and his his it was told. It's told in a little bit of flashbacks, but his uh, his beloved moved to the New World back in the mid mid to late eighteen hundreds. I'd say can't really tell if it was uh, when it took place. I don't know if it even said, but uh, but it's a western, and it is a I don't know. Would this be a new take on the movie Shane? Maybe. Do you have you guys seen Shane? I've seen Shane. I no. I didn't. I barely saw Hoodwinked this week, so I didn't oh, okay. watch Slow West. Okay. All right. Well, it uh, basically this kid, young kid, uh, babe in the woods, literally. Well, not literally. He's a babe, but he's a young boy in the woods yeah. and uh, T- teenager in the woods. Yes, and. Uh, Michael Fassbender's character is a, I think he's an Irish uh, immigrant who, uh, who is now like a kind of a gunslinger slash. I'm not going to say a whole lot more because might spoil some things, but uh, he he takes the young boy under his wing to get to the place to find his beloved, 
and uh, the story kind of revolves around that. Um, so, Slow West is a very apt name for this movie because it is a little bit slow, but uh, there are some there are some action parts in it and some. I think the storytelling's done pretty good for it's just kind of a point A to point B movie, uh, just a, a what would you call it a, a road trip movie kind of old west road trip movie. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a pretty good description. Um, I only wrote two things. I was getting tired when I watched this, so I wrote down uh, slow west, slow western. <laughs> but I liked it. I overall. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was a uh, pretty good storytelling. It's it's really short. It's an hour and twenty four minutes, um, which is a nice runtime for it. Uh, the characters are pretty well developed, um, and the storytelling with flashbacks is done okay. Um, you feel for the kid. You feel for Fastbender sometimes, um, and it, uh, it it ends a little bit different than you may expect. Um, and I, I yeah, I really like the ending. Yeah, it, I, I like the whole thing. I thought they did a good job. Um, they didn't like, you know, it's a short movie, hour twenty four minutes. So they did the character backgrounds really well. They didn't. There was no exposition. It was just like, oh, we do a little flashback to show you this thing, and then you kind of have to infer from what they're saying, like who these people are and why there's the struggle, and they don't even come right out and say why um the girlfriend is in the usa and why he's you know they're looking for her. um you just kind of have to figure that out on your own mm-hmm. but they still set up the background relationships between michael fassbender's character and the other folks that get involved that he knows um yeah and it doesn't. It doesn't even. It tells you just enough. It doesn't. It doesn't like. It's explain it, especially with Fastbender, Fastbender's character. There's a lot to be told in that. Yeah. Um, and like the people they run into, it's kind of like like a um, little bit like a very low low rent. Uh, the Odyssey. You know what I mean? Just the <laughs> trials and tribulations of uh, of what's his name. Um, you know what I mean? It's it's a little yeah. bit of that, um, but it's a yeah an introduction to the new world and all that. And um, yeah, I I enjoyed it. It moved pretty good for me, and like it was it was it was plotting, but it was it was interspersed with some interesting things. I guess. Yeah, it wasn't ever boring. Um, no, it was kind of yeah, it was slow, but it it definitely kept your attention and um, your interest and. In, yeah, I'd recommend it. Cool. Yeah, I, I would as well. And uh, the guy who did it did the um, John McClane. McLean. Um, only has really uh, he he did only only has this really on his filmography as far as director. He did he he has done some soundtrack stuff, um, which I don't know. He's written a couple songs for. I guess the one that would be is uh, high fidelity would be the one that really sticks out. Uh, but uh, yeah, kind of an unknown guy and did a pretty good job. Some shots were pre- a lot of pretty shots, you know, that uh, Colorado or wherever they were at. He was, I know in Colorado, it was part of it, but uh, for the most part, I liked it. So 
good. I recommend it as well. So, thumbs up. Nice. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely I'm interested in it. Uh, I like the cast, and uh, we don't really get a ton of westerns, so you know. Yeah. Definitely, when when they uh, show up, it's worth checking out. So it, we've we've kind of um, we've done more like new western, you know, between like I'd say movies like like Sicario or No Country for Old Men or Hell or High Water mm-hmm. or even uh, Nocturnal Animals. Those kind of movies are kind of westernish. They westernish feel to them, like new wave or new. Nouveau riche is that a word that I should use for that? I don't know. I don't know that word. I just know it exists. Um, <laughs> Nouveau uh, West. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, like new newer westerns. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Logan. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> oh yeah. Noir western noir. Logan is the new was the new Shane, and now this is replacing yes. it. Um. So yeah, um, I, I just I have a hard time going back and like really getting you know uh, getting into the older you know the sixty the spaghetti western and stuff like that. Um, you know between, of course, like the the fistful of dollars and mm-hmm. good bad and the other and all that stuff. Good bad and the ugly. They they have their their place, but it's not something I really seek out to. Sure. You know. No, and it's it, like it can be a, a challenging watch. So, you know, I I'm not. I don't know. I I haven't seen a ton of them either. I but um, what's his name? Who did um, Leone? Who did Once Upon a Time in the West? And also like Once Upon a Time in America, which is like um, right up my alley as far as like genres that I enjoy. It's, it's such a tough watch and it's not that it's not well made, but it's just, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it's like, you know, good books, you know, some like good movies can be challenging. Um, and yeah. you might not feel the need to watch them again. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's been a few movies that we've talked about that are, you know, Good watches to, but I'd never want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Sure, you know. I thought I well when I watched The Hurt Locker, that's that's a movie I thought I'd never want to watch again. Uh-huh. Uh, but but I loved it a lot. And but since then I have watched it a few times. So, but anyways, um, what do you have? You guys watch any other movies or uh, gotten anything else? So I spent. Uh total of 48 hours on airplanes a couple weeks ago going to south america and back in a week so i uh i watched some watched some tv watched some movies um downloaded off amazon prime and netflix onto my phone and then uh was able to watch some on the the bigger planes got the built-in tvs so i watched a couple of the tom clancy adaptations um, okay uh, Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger. Yes, very with Harrison good. Ford. Um, I've read both of those books and um, appreciate the uh, 90ness of of the movies. Uh. 
it's the like '90s action action movie. But it's I remember watching those both as a kid and just like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. And just like you know, they just throwing people and these titles of what they who they are and right in your face and you don't quite get it. But um, after reading reading the books, they're definitely um, good yeah. watches. Good. Uh, good 90s watches i got it i have a soft spot for my in my heart for tom clancy books and adaptations uh between like hunt for Red, hunt for Red october oh, yeah. like all the jack ryan stuff i mean uh, pretty much well not all this stuff is jack ryan but like um you know that the patriot games and uh, clear and present danger you know uh um uh, harrison ford makes a pretty good uh jack ryan i, I believe which, yeah he fits the yeah. uh, older jack ryan you know the the college professor style. Yeah. Um, I always wish they would have re uh, done an um, without remorse as a movie. Is that the one about the uh, about the Wolf a, character? Yeah, um, Clark. Yes. Yeah. And he basically, yeah, his girlfriend gets killed, and so he just the whole the whole book is basically him just getting revenge. Yeah. Because. Um, he is uh what's his character is it Liv Shriver in the is he he's he's he reprises that somewhere yes uh in the Ben Affleck uh oh, okay yep. uh Morgan Freeman one um yep exactly yeah yeah yes uh yeah that he, that character is pretty sweet especially in the books because like he's uh he's good he gets very little screen time well he gets a with Willem Dafoe he gets some screen time in the was it clear and present danger, but um, uh, he he has a big he's like one of those reoccurring characters you can't wait to sh- for him to show up in the in the books. Yeah, he's uh, no nonsense. Just like kick some ass, get it done. He's the actual because Jack Ryan's kind of the the bumbling. He's the intellect that kind of falls into the action stuff and deals yeah. with it. But then you have uh, Clark, the William Defoe character that is he trained to do all of the the special ops um covert stuff which is which is fun so i'm looking forward to uh speaking of john krasinski from quiet place he uh-huh. is going to be playing jack ryan in the new amazon prime series is that rolling now uh i think it's no it's the end of august it comes okay. out yeah so 21st 30th something like that um couple other movies i picked up uh the new pacific rim too yikes <laughs> it, <laughs> it was uh it was i don't know it was an action movie hmm. i like didn't i didn't like it as much as i liked the first one but just yeah yeah um big what, uh wasn't what's big, his name in there um john uh, boyega john boyega yeah which I think I feel like he's just in everything. <laughs> yeah, well, he's he's gonna be uh, he's the up and coming. And uh, yeah. Scott Eastwood, um, which he I don't I don't really care for him. I don't know. He kind of just comes off as a jerk, which is the character he played. But um, yeah, oh, and yeah. then it has uh, Burn Gorman, who if you've ever watched uh, Torchwood. 
the uh, uh, Doctor Who spinoff? No. Nope. No. He's um, in. He's he's in that. He's a. Uh, he has a very the, distinct face. He's. Yeah. <laughs> it's very recognizable. Yes. But. Yeah. Um, and then I also watched the new Lorecroft movie. With, oh, was that uh, good? Alicia Vikander. Um, it was all right. It was better than the Pacific Rim uprising. So. I I would I would recommend it. Um, it's a good rental. It's a good date night movie. It's not too. Uh, it's not quite as she's not quite as sexualized as the uh, Angelina Jolie character. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what there was a game. There was a game that I played. It was the um, like the prequel. Like um, a couple years ago, there was a Tomb Raider Tomb Raider game that came out. And it was the like, I think kind of the genesis for this movie where it was like uh, Laura Croft as a younger, like how she got into this where she was on like pretty much lost island, you know, uh, yeah. and it was a fun game to play because there was all kinds of like creepy stuff going on. And, uh, but yeah, it felt like pl- playing a video game in the, in the TV show lost. Yeah, it was very much an origin story. So it was, yeah. um, she didn't. She kind of knew what she was doing, but she wasn't really an expert in anything. So she kind of just like got lucky. It's a you know movie about getting um, having luck on your side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. a valuable lesson for all of us. <laughs> if you're lucky, it's gonna be okay. Very uh, good. Uh, yeah, I mean that was that was one of those that I feel like. Um, I was looking forward to it, but I feel like it kind of came and wet went with uh, s- such little um, fanfare, fanfare, yeah. or even like uh, negativity. It just like was completely under the radar. Um, you know, yeah. The only great. like the big selling point was Alicia Vikander because like how much we liked her in um, you know Ex Machina Ex and Ex Machina. Yeah. We very much liked her in Ex Machina. Yes. Well, yeah, I did a couple times, but, um, yeah, it's just, um, she, uh, yeah, I mean, man, like, yeah, I was looking forward to it and it's just, it's, yeah, there's, that happens so much for me. Yeah. Like these movies that I'm like, I see the trailer. I'm like, God, I can't wait to see that. Mm-hmm. And, and then like it pops up on Amazon prime and I'm like, I can't believe if I didn't see that. Yeah. You know, really... Do you think it was just release date? So uh, it was March sixteenth, which just seems like a odd, that, no, not a yeah. great release. Did that day even happen? Let's be honest. Like that sounds like a made-up day, March sixteenth. Yeah. Well, you have your like Ides of March hangover. Yeah. Yes, and it's right before St. Patty's Day. Yeah, and you're mm-hmm. you're trying to recover before drinking again. Yeah. Yeah, I it, that definitely plays a role, but I think also like it just um. At least I, I spent a lot of time on the internet, and it it made no like splash either way. Like it wasn't offensively bad or, um, you know, crazily praised or one of those where like the critics hated it, audiences love it. Like it just was just, just, just a, It was announced and then it was just this flat line as as far as like information. 
just it was do you think they're just using it as a way to sell video games because like video games are huge money well so it grossed 273 million dollars so i don't think they're too upset about it i mean even even if they do even if it is for that um it's a nice little bonus on top of that right well you guys talked about that right i feel like um where you get like a really crappy movie that's based on a video game and then like six months later they release a new video game under that title and it's like oh yeah we just had a big movie Mm -hmm. yeah go buy this video game and then people go and spend you know they're dropping a lot of money on you know 60 bucks on a video game yeah yeah. Uh, how how long before we get a Fortnite movie? I mean, it has to be in production right now, right? I mean, they made an Angry Birds movie. Yeah, which my son really likes. And my and Jason Sudeikis is pretty good in it. Andrew, we just don't understand because we yeah. don't have kids. No, I don't have kids, so you're right. You're right. And Kevin and I and, are just lost. Um, yeah. So this is really weird to me. I've never seen this on. Uh, um, on IMDb before, but so I looked up Tomb Raider, and uh, there's one that's like Alicia Vikander through the years, and I was like, I've only even heard of her for two, um, but what do I know? But then there is um, in the storyline section, there's the initial um, plot outline, but then underneath plot keywords. These are the top five key words. Number one, B-cup. Number two, hard body. (laughs) Number three, thin girl. Number four, thin woman. Number five, long hair. What the hell? (laughs) What the fuck is that? (laughs) I mean, I guess I haven't seen it. Are are B-cups and hard bodies relevant? Yes. Okay. All right. So, my bad. Dude, my bad. She... She does a great job presenting uh, her hard body. She's got abs for days. This is... And then... Oh, my God. People... Okay, so now I'm clicking on plot keywords. And I've never done this on IMDb before. So I apologize for this like real-time exploration of the internet. No, that's fine. Um, but you can also um, click on it and say if you find it relevant or not so six out of six people did find hard body relevant oh come on yeah um <laughs> wait, wait 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 hold on hold on all right here we go here we go b cup seven out of seven found this relevant based <laughs> based on a video game four out of five found this relevant come on what that's, that's the like the most relevant thing about it i know <laughs> Oh my goodness! What a what a world! Uh, Female protagonist. Two out of five people found this relevant. <laughs> I can't tell you who else is in this. Well, no, Walter Goggins. I I guess I did know that. So you're right. Oh right, I I love Walton Goggins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Walton. Sorry, Walton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just recently, um, Charlie and I just rewatched the whole Justified series, all yeah. six seasons. Over the last course, that's what I did last year. Um, <laughs> we've been chugging away on that and just finished it a week or two ago. And man, yeah, Walton Goggins. I think he's probably in my top 10 favorite actors really right now. 
I do. I like him. I've never seen Justified, but he's another one that, like, if his name is attached to it, it's kind of like... You know he's going to be the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like I said, I can't speak to Justified, but if he's popping up, especially at this stage in his career, he's the bad guy. Yeah. Unless yeah. it's some, like, indie movie, you know, mm-hmm. like a very low-key indie movie. But, yeah, chances are even then he's probably going to be. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised Dominique West wasn't the bad guy in this one. But he's Richard Cross, so he isn't the bad guy. Can't be the bad guy. <laughs> he's the dad guy. He's the dad guy. That's right. Hell nice yeah. one. Thanks. High five. Uh, anyways, yeah. <laughs> we spent a lot of time on a movie two out of three of us haven't seen. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I just... I mean, there's nothing wrong with us talking about the movie, but I just took us down that weird <laughs> little no, I, little plot <laughs> keywords detour. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Well, I've watched in the last two weeks, I think I've probably watched 15 movies. So nice. um, I did watch one. I know we've all seen mm. um, two nights ago. We watched Jaws. Oh, we were just well, <laughs> yeah, right before you came on. I was singing yeah. its praises. Yes. God, it's good. And it's such a yeah. It's I had I hadn't seen it until like first time I saw it was just a couple years ago. <gasps> yeah, and I yeah I don't know. So okay, it changed, changed my life. So it's been yeah. I mean, it's been a part of my life since I can't even remember whenever it wasn't a part of my life. So like seeing it like this recent, um, like it it so it definitely it holds up all that like because I oh I'm, yeah. Gaga it's, over it. It's the definition of a movie that holds up. Like right. I hadn't watched it because of how old it was. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and because a lot of times I'm disappointed in the classics, you know, quote unquote classics. But I, yeah, no, I watched it and was just uh, the whole time, beginning to end, engaged, loved it, everything about it. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, there's yeah. some really cool. I mean, I wasn't. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just I'm so many cool good. little things you can find in it each time you watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm I'm the same as you. Like, I it wasn't an option not seeing it because it's one of my dad's favorite movies. So every, um, you know, Fourth of July weekend or whenever he, it's <laughs> necessary viewing. So yeah. Um, watching uh, last week, well, I was talking about watching Shark Week a lot last. Uh, whenever my wife and I went on our little uh, nice little getaway for her birthday, and uh, it was Shark Week was what we were watching when we were in a hotel, and uh, Jaws three came up on uh, Discovery Channel like late night, late 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 night, and it is so bad, it is so terrible, it is so bad. <laughs> is it worth watching at least once? Um, you know, just to see how bad. If you can, if you can somehow find and get the 3D glasses that you needed to watch with it, it would actually be, pretty, it would be entertaining to like see what they were actually trying to go for because that was like the, the, um, the innovation or the or they were trying to make 3D a thing at that mm-hmm. time and like Jaws was the Jaws three, well it was Jaws 3D was the uh, would it come out in like 1984 I think or 83. It's so messed up because, like, Back to the Future came out like two years later or a year later. Like, and they're, they're too, like, they don't even, it's not even the same. It doesn't, it doesn't even feel like it's the same 
Yeah, a like thing. There's just such a. It's somehow so far behind. Yeah. Yeah. I it's I the only reason I'm thinking about that is because the one guy was wearing 3D glasses in uh, in Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, but that's what you needed to wear to go in to see Jaws 3D. And they had a couple scenes where, like, I think the opening scene where, like, there's a fish head that comes, like, kind of straight out towards the audience. And you could see it in, like, watching it on a, a shitty um, uh, hotel, um, shitty hotel TV. Like, you're, you, you can notice the parts where they really wanted to enhance the experience for the people watching it. But it's, mm-hmm. God, it's so bad. Yeah. But, I mean, so Amazon Prime, 50 pairs. 3D red and blue glasses for nice. $8.99. I can have it here by Friday. Nice. <laughs> Definitely do it. <laughs> I love, like, 3... I don't love it. I hate it. But it's just so funny. Like, 3D keeps just popping up and popping up. And, like, I don't know the first time that it was used, but Creature from the Black Lagoon, I'm a big fan of the uh, Universal Monsters and pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, horror movies in general. Um, Creature from the Black Lagoon is one of my favorites. That came out in 1954, and that was uh, released in 3D. So yes. They, they just keep trying and trying and trying, and then, like, it really, like, uh, obviously with, like, franchises, once they hit 3, that was the big draw. I remember Friday the 13th Part 3 also being in 3D. Um, mm. It's got 3 in the title. Why don't we just take it to another dimension? Let's do it. <laughs> uh, but um, like it keep trying and trying, and then obviously it hit pretty big with Avatar. Because um, not only was was Avatar a huge hit, but then three um, D movies were somewhat a little more bankable, um, and then it's faded a little bit into obscurity again. And I'm uh, happy for that. Yeah. Uh, you just you just conjured a uh, a repressed childhood memory. Oh no! Did uh, someone throw when your you blanket mentioned... on the fence? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> wow, it's was... great. We have one joke. <laughs> I was molested by the creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm. Now um, they there was a there was a time whenever we were I was in, I mean I had to have been really young because this was like appointment TV. My parents got. Like it, they were going to show Creature from Black Lagoon on TV, and you were supposed to get the glasses to watch it. And it was like they were only you were going to show it like eight o'clock on CBS. I I I want to see if I can look this up because I I remember it, but I was really young, mm-hmm. and I remember having the glasses and not even remembering really what the movie like. I just remember it being an event. Uh, yeah, that's weird. I don't know how they did it on TV unless they. I, I guess they could yeah, do it they somehow. I, I, I yeah. don't know. I mean, it was probably very crude to begin with. So um, it was probably a lot more easily translated than like now you need like a 3D TV or, or right. whatever. Uh, but yeah, so I looked up um, Creature from the Black Lagoon 3D TV broadcast. Uh, okay. When was it? 84 or 5? Um, there's one that's mm, 1982 television event. No, that's Revenge of the Creature, which was a sequel. Well, that that might have been it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would have been <laughs> the web. The website is Neato Coolville. Oh, cool. 
Neato. Um, instructions for watching 3D movie Revenge of the Creature. Wear 3D glasses. Watch on a color TV set, even though the movie is in black and white. Watch in a darkened room for best reception. Increasing the color intensity control of your color set will improve the 3D effects. Watch that your... had to be it. Yeah. Um, yeah. During the summer of 82, the first 3D broadcast was syndicated across the country, making television history. Uh, the movie was Revenge of the Creature, the sequel to Creature from the Black Lagoon. This monumental event was sponsored by local convenience stores and fast food restaurants. Buy a Big Gulp or a medium pizza and get a pair of 3D glasses. Then watch the excitement in your own home on your television set. Um, it then, really caught on after that. Yeah, obviously that's, you know, now it's just uh, we all have our own pairs of 3D glasses mm-hmm. at the and ready. We- um, that's cool. That is hilarious. That uh, I'm glad that you remember that because that's that's pretty neat. Um, so yeah. Uh, also, uh, shout out Needle Coolville because that's where I got that information. So thanks. So a little bit of a tad tangent. Um, just got me thinking. No, we don't about do tangents. Your on description. This show. No, no, no tangents. Yeah, we we, we don't have time right. for yeah. tangents here. Remain focused. I just I just brought up creature from the black moon, <laughs> and not even that. The return. <laughs> well, I was just like thinking. Do did either of you have a big TV antenna outside that you had to like go and adjust to get a better reception? Absolutely. Uh, no. Okay, because I certainly did growing up. We it was behind the house mm-hmm. and so there was no convenient way to get there because <laughs> you we had two doors in and out of the house one was on the front one was on the side mm-hmm. and uh it was in the backyard with the dog so you had to deal with the dog and so you'd like draw straws of who if there was any wind at all that thing would just rotate and you're like all right who's, whose turn is it go out and fix the antenna and then you'd open a window Somebody to go outside. It was right next to our swamp cooler. Oh, nice. Which, yeah. The best AC. And, uh, yeah, you, like, start turning it until everyone inside the house start yelling. Stop! Stop, stop, stop! Yeah. <laughs> we get... <laughs> but now we I'm get... looking back, I'm like, there's a million ways you could make that thing not rotate in the wind. Yeah. Well, they actually came out with little uh, motors on them. Where like in places where you couldn't access them, like if they were in the, you know, and they had little motors and you could kind of like turn them, adjust them, and they would turn just enough, and then you'd have to stop oh. it. But it was like on a delayed motor, and you'd have to. Uh, I don't know. I so it took an have, hour. Well, it, it was just like you turn it, and it would go too far, and it would like come in. It would be perfect, and it but then it would fade out. So you'd have to turn it back a little bit, and it would you know it, it would you'd have to find that happy medium. So yeah. I remember as a kid tuning a satellite dish that way. Mm-hmm. And it'd be somebody up on the roof with a satellite dish, somebody inside, and you would make a, a slight adjustment, and then you'd have to wait like two minutes yeah, for you'd it to re-refresh and see we, tell you like, oh, your signal is poor still. Yeah. And you'd... Well, we we had we ended up getting, because we only had like two stations and for like for the longest time. And then we got a, one of those big giant satellite dishes, like the ones oh, that are yeah. like seven and a half feet across or eight feet. Those across. are fun. And, and they had a motor on it and you'd have to like, 
you'd have a list, like a list beside your, this is so old. You'd have a list beside your couch or stuck on the side of your TV or something where you'd have to like type in the numbers like 2095. And that would like, you'd see the, you'd actually see the satellite dish move from like one point to the other to get to pull in that signal from that specific satellite. And that, that would have the feed. And then you'd have, and it would, if you go out by it, it was just like, it, would you imagine like, it's like a mini contact, the movie contact, all those big. Oh, stuff. that's what I was and, thinking yeah. is, yeah, you can uh, use it to find extraterrestrials. That's right. Yeah. No, we found it. We used it to find CBS and Murphy <laughs> Brown. <laughs> so if you still have that satellite dish, this is what we did with my uncles. That one, you got real satellite and didn't need the seven foot diameter one. Right. Okay. Strap to it. Pull it behind the four wheeler in the snow. Mm. Oh, make a big old. Yeah. Nice. Giant sled. You can fit eight people on it you put a campfire in the middle it's a great <laughs> yeah it's a great time right. it, it's way better than the car hood we used to use <laughs> the car hood sounds pretty fun too that was fun uh we used to pull car hoods behind snowmobiles and snow machines for maybe i don't know No, we're, we're snowmobiles out here okay um but we used to yeah put a blanket down and then you sit on the car hood and you tow that behind the snowmobile and then you hit a it was like uh, the fields we'd go in were corrugated, so you'd be kind of bouncing up and down. And if they turn just right and you bounce just right, you you and the blanket would bounce off, <laughs> and it would just come out from underneath you. And you'd be like, you're bouncing, and then you realize like I'm still bouncing, but I'm actually not moving. <laughs> and you see the snowmobile going away, and you're <laughs> you're just laying in the snow. Yep. Uh, how's, is there a lot of snowmobiles down where you are, Andrew? Yeah, tons. Um, no, we got airboats. They're hot in these streets. Oh, dude, I saw there, someone has an airboat. I want to ride one. Oh, it's a ton of fun. Um, but yeah, no, (laughs) no, I'm just thinking this whole time. Like we had like a hill that we would sled down and we had an ice rink that we would skate at, but no one in, in, when I was growing up was, Towing any car hoods or anything. Mm-hmm. See, we didn't have an ice rink because we would get. We could have. I could have made one. Yeah. I don't know. We used to go out on the the river, but that was probably a little dangerous. Yeah, we had like like uh, baseball field in like the center of town, and then once it was because it'd be cold for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so just from like November to early March. There was an ice rink in town. It was sweet. That was sweet. Yeah. I think we were a little less predictable. So we sometimes we wouldn't even get snow until or get down to freezing and be snowing until Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it'd stick around for maybe a month. And then some years it'd get cold in November, 1st of November, and be frozen until March. Yeah, we had no uh, February where it didn't get above freezing. No. Uh, yeah. Which sucked. Yeah. Just sun's down at, well, I don't know what it is out there, but I remember, like, sun's like down at 4. 30. But the sun's yeah. barely even, like, out. It's just been gray for, um, yeah. you know, 28 days. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> but I, I would rather have the uh, the tub, I think. I like the tub. Then, uh, yeah. I mean, I I like them both, but 
it, at this point, um, it just just when I think about it, and obviously um, doing podcasts with people in colder climates, and they're like, "Oh, it's you know, it's this single digit today." And I'm like, oh, "It's like 45 here. I'm wearing a sweatshirt, <laughs> and it's cool. Yeah, it's breezy. Yeah, like there's some, like yeah, you're never gonna have a scenic." Uh, Christmas, but well, it, I know it, what's, what's really sucks is like, yeah, you. Well, I guess you have yours is pretty much from May till till October. It's swampy, but oh, yeah. it's yeah. I mean, it is, but today was nice. Like, so today I walked from the coffee shop to the brewery because I had to do stuff at both of them, um, and. It was a little cloudy and and breezy, so like there's these just pockets of comfortable weather hidden throughout August, and then um, a lot of just this is based on what people tell me and living through August down here last year uh, rains a lot, and then uh, it kind of kind of breaks in like mid September. So <laughs> it is hot. It is it is tough, but. Um, I, I don't know, like being, uh, the, the, the alternative being like four to six months of, of winter, which, and I like winter too. Uh, yeah. It just yeah, I get it. I'm still pissed at my ancestors for settling where they settled. Yeah, six of, uh, <laughs> one half dozen of the other, I guess. Yeah. So. There's still time. Pacific Northwest is great. Yeah. Everyone's moving to Bend, Oregon. That's my uh, my brother is talking about moving to uh, Oregon, um, but he he his plans change pretty frequently. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in. Uh, it was 104 today when I left. Oh, jeez. Uh, and I was yeah, I was outside all morning. It was a uh, 92 or something at 9:30 this morning. Oh wow. Ooh. It was very uncomfortable. Um, yeah, corn concrete. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, wow! Loads of fun. Yeah, it's it only got up to ninety here today. So mm-hmm. sounds that sounds comfortable. That's my uh, yeah. I mean that <laughs> that is a uh, an outlier. I think though. But yes. Yeah, so the yeah, uh, so the hotel course, I yeah, stayed in last concrete. night. Oh, what was that? I said, of course, it's the day you're pouring concrete that, you know. Yeah, no, we're coring. We're drilling holes. Oh, so it's nice and not dusty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, yeah, nice dust, water spraying everywhere, um, hot drill. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. But the at least the hotel I stayed in last night um, had an air conditioner that worked. It, it ran like, you know, 10% of the time. Hmm. But when it kicked on, it sounded like someone was kicking the door down. <laughs> and so all night, I would, you know, I really like half an hour when it would kick on. It just, I was like, look at the, look at the door. Nope. Okay. Just air conditioner rattling away. Did you have some guy trapped in your air conditioner trying to get out? And that's maybe why it wasn't working. No, I, I Look like a standard air conditioner. Goes to big like they they they'd renovated the the hotel except didn't replace the the AC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
There was just one thing we were supposed to do. What was that? What was it? Oh, it's 104 today. Damn it. Yep. Kick in the door. Wave in the 4-4. <clears throat> nice. Um, let's, uh, yep. let's do some assignments. Let's do it. Uh, so, so, Brad, for you, mm-hmm. um, streaming on Stars. if you are an Amazon Prime member and or a Stars subscriber, or I guess you need to be both to see it on Prime. Um, yeah. But if the stars align for you, <laughs> uh, you can watch Bo Rat, um, which I am assign- assigning to you, as I just found out when you told me that you hadn't seen it, that you hadn't I seen it. Nope. Uh, yeah. So I want to see what all the fuss is about, because mm-hmm. um, I watched the Brothers Grimsley, and I just don't know what Sasha Bar- Baron Cohen is. Don't understand him. I'm going to try to understand him. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, that scene, I didn't see it. It seemed like more of a movie, um, but like stuff that he's done, like Borat and I guess, um, what is it? Bruno, Ali G is more like performance art. Right. So yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully you enjoy it. Um, I, I think it was a bit, we lived in a bit calm, less socially turbulent time. Yeah, yeah, or, or I'm sure he, not yeah. turbulent, but I guess more volatile would be the right word because it's not really less reactive, yeah. probably. Yeah, so some of the stuff maybe isn't as shocking now. Yeah, um, but hopefully it still still has some bite to it. Uh, but we'll find cool. out in two weeks yes. when we review it. Uh, Andy, I want you to watch what we do in the shadows, and that's shown on Amazon. Yes, and yes. Uh, it is—I've seen this movie. I'm interested to see what you have to say about it. Taika, I Watiti, love right? that movie. Yeah. He uh, just did, this is—he just did Thor Ragnarok, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I'm, uh, Taika, I'm like Taika. Taika Waititi. I've yeah. heard people say Taika Waititi. So yes, I've never seen it written down. Otherwise, Taika I'd probably Taika Waititi. Your grandma, my grandma. <laughs> I go on, I go on day. Um, uh, do you have anything for us to watch? Uh, sure. I will try to join you in it. Uh, Clowntergeist <laughs> on Amazon Prime. I'm writing it down. Clown. Where did you hear that? Uh, you don't want to know. Clowntergeist. <laughs> it's uh, allegedly one of the worst movies ever oh. made. Oh, <laughs> How did we get onto that last week? Why were we talking about it? Uh, I have no uh, idea. Um, was that you guys? Yes. <laughs> we were talking about, yeah. Uh, someone showed I up in it. Some one of the actresses or actors. Yeah, something happened where. Like I looked something up. I think what it was is because. Uh, what uh, what's it called? IMDb will show you. People who like this also liked, and one of the movies was Clowntergeist. Christ, uh, I just oh that's the one where the uh, <laughs> the <laughs> the the what is it the. Oh, the promotion shot or the the head shot. The one dude standing. Oh, John Jay. Yeah, <laughs> he's no oh, no yeah. shirt, no underwear. Yeah, uh, that's uh, 
Hmm. Let's see what his uh, plot points are. That's a hard body if I ever seen one. Yes, that's his headshot. Yeah. Yeah. His headshot is his hard body. Yeah. <laughs> it's just just the, the gentle suggestion of pubic hair is is what gets me. <laughs> <laughs> the gentle suggestion <laughs> of pubic hair. Uh, so yeah. Are you sure it's not a Merkin? Uh, yeah. No. I'm gonna have to consult uh the um the number one authority the on expert. Uh, yeah on Spend cinematic nudity. <laughs> oh, I was thinking Mr. Skin, but I guess I could ask Mr. Jim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Oh, shit. Okay, well, that'll be fun to, to dive into. Yeah, um, uh, For the listeners, I want you guys, it just started streaming on Netflix. It was streaming on Amazon for a little while, but uh, Hardcore Henry, movie. Mm-hmm. God damn, I love that movie so much. So, in, uh, in, 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 Ingenious? It's not ingenious, but no. so, I mean, it's just uh, innovative. That's what mm-hmm. I was thinking. Mm-hmm. More innovative. Just uh, the GoPro shots and just just a lot of balls to go for what they went for. And I thought they pulled it off. So, Yeah. I had to take some Dramamine and watch it in two sittings, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Uh, that, yeah, I mean, I guess that that definitely you do around that risk. Just be yeah, warned. Yeah, well, I got a brother-in-law that uh, not not the one you guys know, but uh, another one that has uh, he can't like he can't even watch video games because it's too he gets sick watching it. Uh, that so like this movie is more of that for him. He just like nope. Well. Uh, what do you got for listeners, Andy? Uh, I've got American Psycho from 1999. Uh, nice. Streaming on Amazon Prime. Um, and I saw a post maybe yesterday um, that acquisitions is spelled wrong on all the business cards. Oh, so, really? Yeah, a little, little trivia for you. Uh, if you haven't seen it, business cards are, uh, are involved. And mm-hmm. I know that just gets you know everyone's engine revering. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> if you want to support the show, uh, head on over to vistaprint.com, uh, <laughs> promo code BREW, get you 500 uh, business cards. Yeah, for one cent a piece. If that doesn't work, call the company and say, what's going on? Why aren't you sponsoring yeah, don't ask, Pie? Don't bother us. We're, we're yes. busy watching <laughs> movies. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so, um, Kevin, do you have anything for the listeners? I do. Um I believe it's on Netflix. It is seven. Oh, yeah. Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is, what is one it? of my? Ooh, we don't say that name anymore. Oh, oh no. <laughs> we, we just say John. Gwyneth. She's she does Gwyneth Paltrow is not that bad. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good. I like that. No, it's uh one of my favorite all time movies. Um. Yeah. Don't want to spoil it. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great one. If you uh, haven't seen it, definitely go out and watch that. Yes. So uh, let's uh, run it back real quick. Um, next week, we will re- be reviewing Borat. What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, I'm sorry. Borat um, is streaming on Stars via Amazon Prime or Stars. Um, what We Do in the Shadows, streaming on Amazon Prime. And Clowntergeist 
from 2017, not to be confused with any other iteration, um, also streaming on Amazon Prime. And not the Western, you mean. Right, yeah, no. No, not, not that clownter, guys, the other one. Uh, and if you want to wait till uh, you hear what we have to say, um, we've got we still got you covered. Uh, Hardcore Henry from 2016 is streaming on Netflix as we speak. Um, Papa Dramamine and maybe an edible. Have a good time. Uh, American Psycho uh, from 1999 streaming on Amazon Prime, and Seven from '95 streaming on Netflix. Very good. Yes, I yes. like it a lot. All right. Well, All right. I think. This might be a good time to say goodbye to everybody for this week. Yes. Uh, we're going to do our clever thing where we split this into two episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because we got a lot to talk about, I think we're already running on an hour and something. So uh, let's uh, I think we've had a good week. And uh, Devin, do you have anything to uh, tell the listeners as we get out of here? Uh, since I just watched Predator, I'll just say, get to the chopper. Do it. Do, Do it, it now. now. <laughs> One, two, three, and to the folks. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the door. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Cause you know we're about to rip shit up. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Too low death niggas, so we're crazy. Death Row is the label that pays, man. Unfatable, so please don't try to fake this. But uh, back to the lecture at hand. Perfection is perfected, so I'ma let them understand. From a young G's perspective And before me digger the bitch I have to find a contraceptive You never know she could be earning her man And learning her man And at the same time burning her man Now you know I ain't with that shit lieutenant Ain't no pussy good enough to get burned while I'm offended And that's realer than real deal Holy feel And now you hookers and hoes know how I feel Well if it's good enough to get broke off a proper chunk I take a small piece of some of that funky stuff It's like this and like that and like this Santa It's like that and like this and like that it's like this and like that and like this and I'm Drake creep to the mic like a fan Well I'm peeping and I'm creeping and I'm creeping But I damn near got caught Cause my beeper kept beeping Now it's time for me to make my impression felt So sit back, relax and strap on your seatbelt You've never been on a ride like this before With a producer who can rap and control the maestro At the same time with the dope rhyme that I kick You know and I know I flow some old funky shit To add to my collection The selection symbolizes dope Take a but don't choke if you do You have no clue of what me and my homie Snoop Dogg came to do It's like this and like that and like this and uh It's like that and like this and like that and uh It's like this and who gives a fuck about those So just chill to the next episode What a hell of fight, gangster lean. Getting funky on the mic like an old batch of collard greens. It's the capital S O S of fresh and double O P D O double G Y D O double G. You see, showing much flex when it's time to wreck a mic. Pimping hoes and clocking a grip like my name was Dolomite. Yeah, and it don't quit. I think they in the mood for some motherfucking G hell shit. Yeah. So Drake, what up, dog? Gotta give them what they want. What's that, G? We gotta break them off something. Hell yeah. And it's gotta be bumping. City of Compton. Where's 
takes place, so I gnash your attention Mobbing like a motherfucker, but I ain't lynching Dropping the funky shit that's making the sucker niggas mumble When I'm on the mic, it's like a cookie, they all crumble Try to get close, and your ass I get smacked My motherfucking homie, doggy dog, has got my back Never let me slip, cause if I slip, then I'm slipping But if I got my Nina, then you know I'm straight tripping And I'ma continue to put the rap down, put the Mac down And if your bitches talk shit, I have to put the smack down Yeah, and you don't stop I told you I'm just like a clock when I tick and I talk But I'm never off, always on till the break of dawn See you when PTO in and the city they call Long Beach Putting the shit together like my nigga D.O.C. No one can do it better like this, that and this and uh It's like that and like this and like that and uh It's like this, then who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode <laughs>